Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and believe me, the gals at the Y do not want to chat with me about musicals. Today, we're submitting ourselves to the mortifying ordeal of being known. Amy Christie's here to tell us what's up with all this commotion and weeping. We aren't dead. We're only sleeping. But before we eat something to prove we aren't spirits, now that she's become known for the pastor who said, poop your pants in a sermon, let's welcome our favorite co-hosts, Marin and Amy. Good day, guys. Good day. Hello. I'm, I can't believe you said favorite co-host. Well, I'm not script. really a co-host. I know. I want to be. I, I didn't but have I'm enough. We don't have enough. The word count is too small to <laughs> do all the nuance. All right. Well, whatever. I, Barry's been gone all summer. I could have stepped right in, but well, I you're was never. Not you're, asked. you're never available. <laughs> Please. Okay. <laughs> we'll uh, go with that, guys. How are you doing? What's new? What's going on? Um, you got your jean jackets on. Yeah, we do. It's, well, it's matching cold in jean this room. jackets. It's very cold in this room. Jean jackets, Tyler, are versatile. Yes. They yeah. go with literally everything. Yeah, they're At back. At any point in time, I have two, maybe three of them in my car. Are they all around, the same shade? Varying sizes. Wash. Varying washes. Right. This yeah. is my most comfortable. This feels yeah. like like a blanket. Like it's just thin. The Someday one- we're going to do a video version of this podcast to where people can see what we're talking about. Well, Amy's looks a little more rugged. Well, here's what happened though. This is fairly new because the other jean jacket that I had, I had for probably 25 years and Mm. it finally, the elbows frayed all the way through. Like I couldn't, I mean. Don't act like you're a big shot. Because I had a jacket for 25 years and the button <laughs> fell off. And I was like, I think it's time. Okay. But it was worn in just and perfectly. The, that, yours does, yeah. that one doesn't look worn Yeah, in. you look a little you stiff. Like yeah. it's, it's not it's as gonna comfy yet. It's going to take some, gotta it's going to take 25 years mm-hmm. and then it's wow. going to be worn in. But <laughs> jean jackets are the best. All right. Other than your jean jackets, what's new? Uh, Well, a lot is new. A lot is new. I It's been the summer of love in my house. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Desi's got a boyfriend. Jaden's got a girlfriend and that our lives revolve around the schedules of them and their significant others. How is that going in the Gaffern household? (laughs) The summer of love? Yeah. Um, It's, it's all right. It's, it's been a a bit of an adjustment to say the least, but um, I took Jaden and his girlfriend to Chicago for like a blitz. We did a, a one night. I think we stayed, we, we went up early Thursday. We stayed Friday or stayed Thursday night into Friday and blitz. came home. It was Chicago blitz. blitz. Chicago Blitz. He wanted to show her where he grew up, where he went Ooh, to school. Old stomping wow. grounds. The old apartment, all that, yeah. all that stuff. And so we, we started on the South side, worked our way up to the North side and it was a lot of fun. But yeah. I mean, we saw the skyline of the city from every vantage point, North, South, even east, which is the lake, <laughs> and, and west. Yeah. We went all over the city in 48 hours. That so I'm still a little tired, but yeah. that's always Wait, like super life giving. You know, here. Mm. <laughs> what? This, this is You're where a grown I am. Up boy. This is no. He's no, a grown up boy. Stop, Tyler. He is not a grown up boy. <laughs> He's a grown up he boy. He's merely a child. He's merely a child. Um, it's man boy. I just don't think that either sets of parents, either my son's girlfriend's parents or us, I don't think that either of us are ready for them to like road trip to Chicago by themselves. Like, wait, was it an overnight there, trip? Yeah. Yeah. They oh. were there for 48 hours. Well, I mean, if, if over- he and his girlfriend went, they could go like, even if it was a day, a day trip though, I just don't feel like, Not I ready. just don't feel like he's ready. Not ready. So you 
Mama Jeez. Bear. I don't feel like he he's ready. ready. You are Stop. Not. He is not ready. <laughs> he, Sounds like you're not ready. He, he is farm sitting for Barry this week. So he is. Man, city life one day, farm life the next. <laughs> right. This it's guy Chicago is very versatile. That is and crazy. he was he was at our house because we're not letting you yeah. know him and the girlfriend just hang out at Barry's nope, house. And Barry's it. not there, so he came home last night <laughs> to watch um, the final episode of Better Call Saul. I don't know if you guys yes. are into that uh-huh. show, but Jaden's super into that show, and mm. I guess it was the series finale. And at first, he asked if my husband or I would go to Barry's house and sit with them so that they could watch this final episode, but. That was a weird request. So he came home and watched and it. him and the girlfriend watched it. <laughs> and then it got to be like 11. Barry gets home and he's like, how did everything go? He's like, great. Uh, my girlfriend came over, but don't worry. My mom also came over. <laughs> That's exactly what it would have been. Um, but no, he wanted to drive back at 11. Yeah. And I was like, why don't you just sleep here and then get up early and take care of the animals in the morning? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I think Barry's expectation is yeah. that I sleep there if I'm oh, house sitting. That's good for him. See, he is a grown up boy. Okay, but very it's late and I just don't want him driving those little Look narrow you. country this roads. Guy, narrow he is spreading his wings and you got scissors roads. ready to clip them. No, just not ready. You were driving Chicago roads when you were 18. Yeah. Nobody needs to know that, Amy. I think that's scarier. <laughs> that's my business. This guy can't even drive to the farm past 10 p.m. It was super weird though. Like him, him and his girlfriend are the same age and they just graduated high school. And to think at their age, I was yeah. already living married. in the city. Yep. Married. <laughs> I was two years away from being married at their age. I know. But yeah, just yeah. See, seeing him walk around my old neighborhood That's and cool. we even ran into a couple of people on the street that I haven't seen since our days of ministry there. Like wow. one guy, um, I guess he just did 12 years in prison somewhere and he just got out in July and I happened to run into him That's on so the cool. street. Like, he was asking me all these questions about where Jed was and it was so cool to run into him. But to think that I was Jaden's yeah. yep. age doing it when I did all of that. Yeah. So does Jaden have a lot to share? Like he moved here when he was 13, 12. Oh, does he have a lot to share about where he grew up? Yeah. Is he like, oh, yeah. let me tell you, let me show you all these things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Formative, okay. formative years. Good. Yeah, that's true. Very formative. I, I, Spent 10 years of my first 10 years of my life um, in a small town, Indiana. Maybe I've talked about it. I don't yes. know. When you were in Mennonite? Yeah, Amish. Yes. I was not Amish, but we lived with a bunch of Amish people. <laughs> uh, but my uncles and grandfather and dad all come from dairy farmer. Like that, that's what they did. And I remember after moving to Indianapolis, it, if I wanted to bring a girl home, so to speak, I'd like take her to the farm and she'd be like, what's all this stuff? I'm like <laughs> cows or like, I, I had no idea because no. I never like worked on the farm, <laughs> but I would take them home to show them like, Hey, this I'm is, farm these boy. are my roots. I'm a farm boy. And right. like, they'd be like, what's that big thing? I'm like, that's called a bar. Something. I don't know. <laughs> right. My uncle's like, that's a silo. Like, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's what I So meant. like I would take him home, but I had nothing. I had no idea what I was talking about. So I was wondering if Jaden's like, you know, he's got so stuff funny. to show for it or if he's, he wanted to show her, he had a list. He texted me a list like of, these are the things I want to show her yeah. from the school that he went to where yeah. I was janitor for six years to put them through private school, that school to the two churches we were a part of on the yeah. South side. Just, he wanted to show her our grocery store. 
Like when we lived on the South side, we shopped <laughs> okay. at shop and save that place where I get the chocolate whip from. Oh yeah. That joint. He, that's what he wanted to show her. Our, our grocery store. Okay. Yeah. But then we got to see well, my grandma. Love. Like she loves that stuff. She, she probably loves it. will listen to everything. Anything, yeah. anything he has to yeah. say. That's right. so sweet. It's mind numbing. <laughs> it's mind numbing. He talks a lot about indigenous plants. Wow. Like just need whole, to look at the birds. The whole, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, do you know, he wanted to take her to a bird sanctuary. What? We went to the north side and this... along the lakefront, there's a bird sanctuary. So then he's do just. Do you audibly gag <laughs> when you're with them, chauffeuring them around? Or is it just like you keep it to yourself? When nice we boy. went to Hoboken, at least I had her mom to like hang out with. And that yeah. was good. Like we needed yeah. each other for support. Right. But I was on my own third wheeling for 48 hours. Yeah. And that's funny. It, Still it recovering. Get, it can get tough. Yes. Yeah. Amy, summer of love in your house as well? Nope. <laughs> okay. I love Jeff. There. <laughs> no, my uh, kids have no significant others, but we did. Yeah. All six of us took a family trip to close out the summer. Oh. And we went to Mexico and it was beautiful and wonderful. Yeah. And other than everybody Will, went. Yes. All six of us. Everybody came home. Everyone came home. All right. Good. We didn't kill each other while we yeah. were there. We had a good time. Only mishap was when Will left his carry on in the <laughs> duty free shop <laughs> at the airport and security was standing around his bag <gasps> as Jeff and Will were looking through uh, the window. Say something. To- say something. Yep. So well, I am were- not infallible. Great. Yeah. Yes. He makes mistakes. He- Yep, he does. <laughs> so, all right. So, what's a what's a Christy vacation like? If you were to bring a stranger or an alien to mm-hmm. your vacation, how would you set them up for expectations? Uh, there's lots of opinions flying around <laughs> and lots of loud conversations, but it doesn't always mean fighting no. or arguing. We just talk a lot and we talk very loudly. Mm-hmm. Um, Even your quiet child. When we get into those, yes, because she's very opinionated and has very, very <laughs> pointed child. views about life. <laughs> yeah, even the quiet child. I can just have cannot. Her I cannot picture her having a loud conversation. It, she's not yeah. loud about it, but she's very opinionated. So then that <laughs> that ramps other people up when she throws like this is how I feel about it, and then they just mm. it yeah. escalates. But we um, there can be a lot of arguing. We we did a pretty good job this time. We didn't argue so much. So um, <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, it was, right. it was good. It was, yeah, yeah it was really now good. Now everybody's going their separate ways. Yeah, everyone's moving. Yeah, Aunt Maggie started school. We landed in Indianapolis at 2 a.m. last Wednesday and she started school at, Maggie's at 8.30. She is, is she? 15. Okay. <laughs> She's a sophomore in high school. She, is, I don't believe yeah. she is a friend of the pod. Right, so yeah, she will yeah. never hear that and I will not tell uh, her. I, was, she, I said she, it so she that She would hoping, be like Tyler. Yeah, I said it hoping that she would hear Well, I'll tell her then. Right, so yeah. that This she is when I wish we did have this like on video. Yeah, we gotta have video. Amy's face in that moment. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> so stare. classic. Yeah. Classic. And then, uh, then we move Annie this week back to school and Will's so, leaving and so. All right. So you've been in this kind of phase of life for a while where your kids are living in different states, going to college, whatever. Is it different every August or is it kind of like we get used to it or it, you never get used to your kids coming and going? Like, how, how are you doing right now? Um, I am. This is a really emotional week for me. This will be the as of Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember when yeah. Liza is going back to Nashville. Um, it will be the first time that we have one child at home. Mm. So yeah. I, I can't even. And she's kind of busy. She's in high school now. So mm-hmm. I was like, I looked at Jeff and I said, you know, every Monday and Just Tuesday. Me and you, bud. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like every Monday and Tuesday night, she has rehearsal or some mm. form of something. And I said, what, what are we going <laughs> to, what are we going to do? Oh, no. I mean, I was like, I, I like you, but I don't know. It's actually funny because I like him I got way plenty better. Of bad news for you. That is bad news. <laughs> I like, I think I like Jeff better than he likes me. <laughs> so I think he's more like, oh, so he goes, yeah, he's got, he's he like, goes, I got to get more hobbies. No, what he said is I think I'm going to play more golf. Good. And I was like, no, you're not like, well, I was, I want to hang no, out. He goes to the Y you we said in your go- message, you go to the Y. Do you go together? Um, he doesn't go, he works out at lunch at his office. They have a thing, a place in the office building. So maybe, I don't know, maybe he can come home and we can go to work out together. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> that would be, we would do separate things. Jeff comes like home anything. and you got your, uh, workout clothes <laughs> yeah. on ready. Hey, keys in hand. Ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he totally would. Oh, but no. so we don't know. I don't know what yeah. it's going to be like to just have and you don't really get used to it really ever. Well, I don't and you're know. like me. You're the happiest when everyone's yep. home. Yep, I am. Yeah. Yeah, even if they're fighting. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm just, even though yeah. there's stuff everywhere and I keep reminding myself as I walk into our laundry room and there's like piles of shoes. Like they just kick them off yeah. and leave them and then put on a new pair. Oh, yeah. And oh. I'm trying not to be like, as I was mad last night, kind of picking them up and throwing them, mm-hmm. you know, on a shelf or in a basket. I was like, okay, don't be mad. Because someday- Oh, Amy, come on. Someday. And that day is fast. Maren's crying. Approaching. I know. It's, it's really. Jaden came home and he kicked off his little farm shoes. Yeah. They're disgusting. I know. Yeah. Farm shoes. I know. Farm shoes are, <laughs> would be disgusting. Were they Crocs? They were. No, his, he wore his nice shoes. To what, what was that? Because I know. I feel that like Crocs, that shot's fired for some reason. I, d- I need you to stop wearing Crocs, but that's besides <laughs> If the point. he had worn the Crocs, at least he could have just rinsed them off. But well, no. Because no. I think that I've heard that doesn't, I think Barry has like farm Crocs. Of course. That, that he wears around the farm. Yeah. And I'm like, that's an appropriate place for Crocs. So is the workplace. <laughs> no, it is not ever, <laughs> ever. So it's, it's very, it's like, yeah. as they came into your life, it changes your life. And as they move forward and move on in life, mm-hmm. it changes your life. It just yeah. does. And yes, I am happy when they're all around. So having three of them leaving in the next mm-hmm. week That's is a really a lot for yeah. me. Were any of your kids like interested? Would they, would they babysit a farm? Uh, it's sounds- out of your chickpeas. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you say things so that you can play the yeah. soundbite. I know. It sounds like a tremendous amount of work. rabbits and camels. Yeah. yeah that's how it <laughs> you and Jeff want to go uh, do the treadmill at YMCA. Run you idiot. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, the farm sounds like a tremendous amount of work for my children yeah. and few of them don't love work. So <laughs> a few of them. I'm going to say like Maggie. No, like, no, oh, we don't need to, cute, we don't need to name names. It just depends on the kind of work. Cause I think Jaden would be Barry Rodriguez if he could. Yeah. Like <laughs> oh, no. Barry is living Jaden's absolute yeah. dream. Yeah. But as I was like concerned about how late it was and I don't want you right. driving all the way to Barry's late at night. Yeah. He's like, well then why are you having me do the dishes right now? Ooh. If you were really concerned about how oh, late it was. You. Why, why would you be having this me do the, the most sound right bites now. you've ever played in a period of time ever? I I'm think. just in a good mood, guys. <laughs> That's great. That is yeah. so. Is that because it's factory week? Yeah. Is this so, like Christmas for you? Wow. I am so glad you brought this up. <laughs> I want to hear, I want to hear 
Maybe I don't want to hear honest feedback about. You need to tell the listener what Factory Week is. I feel like is. we did this last year, but we I'll do it again. shut it all down and we do projects we never get around to. There. And that's pretty much how we no. feel about it. <laughs> all right. First of all, friends of the pod, Factory Week is a gift. Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting uh, messages from outside I the booth. I cannot read it at all. Tell us who pooped their pants. Brian I Mickens will never divulge the pooping of <laughs> Jeff Christie. Ever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My Can entire weekend experience team has gathered at the yeah, windows we, because they, they have one burning question. We'll we get there, guys. Name names. We will get there. Yes. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, factory week. So anybody I've ever talked to outside of Grace Church and I'm like, hey, here's what we're doing. They're like, that is amazing. I want to do that at my company. Okay. So I can take all your hate and I can take it right <laughs> on my shoulders and I can carry it for us all. Factory week is a gift for our staff because 51 weeks out of the year, we're doing ministry things. We're paying attention to human beings in and out of our building. We are, um, we're doing ministry stuff, church stuff. One week out of the year, we don't do that. We take time to do the things that we don't normally have time to do. It's we work on the factory. We work on the thing, the, 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 whether it's physical work, like cleaning out closets or it's how do we improve our, how do we, how do we make sure students feel loved when they're not at, when they're not here? So let's build a process to make that, make sure students and college kids or whatever feel loved. Like, like, like let's, let's dream about projects that we wouldn't normally do in the middle of the whirlwind that's what factory week is. So we have four days where everybody on staff works on a list of projects that they feel are important. Uh, and they get to work and they work together on them. Like Marin, share some of the projects you're doing. Amy shares some, pro like just one, one project. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you hear my stomach growling? That was so loud. <laughs> I actually did. It sounded like an airplane flying over. No, and I wondered if the mic caught it. That's why I said it. Cause I was like, okay, go ahead. Sorry. So what's like an example of what you guys are doing? Okay. Um, well, we've got a variety of tasks that we're trying to accomplish this week. Two major ones that got accomplished yesterday. Um, new lights, LED, new lights in LED, the auditorium, led lights went up in the auditorium. That would not happen. Not true. Easily. It would have happened. No. However, um, no, 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 no. I, we also probably the better, the better one, for, like the lights would have gone up regardless. Sometime they would have gone up because yeah. they have to go up because they just have to. What, what hasn't been able to be focused on is stuff like Bible distribution in the chairs yeah, or having the chairs in the bowl organized mm -hmm. so that they're now like, as they should have been placed. Mm -hmm. Every other chair has an offering envelope pocket and every chair that has an offering envelope pocket now has a Bible underneath. There's nothing I hate more yeah. than when someone's scrambling to find a Bible and can't find one in their yeah. row, you know, and this just happens over time with things getting shuffled around. And, yeah. you know, when we had kids camp, we took all the chairs out of the bowl so we could have kids camp. Yeah. Well, then they got put back in, but they didn't get put back in, in sequence, right. yeah. you know? And so just being able to have time to be intentional about yeah. things like that, which might be a, somebody might notice that when they walk yeah. in, somebody might not notice that, but it gives us the peace of mind of knowing like things are decent and in yeah. order and orderly and organized and stuff like that. Two things that my team has done um, over factory, the period of factory week. One is we knew that it was, it wasn't a frustrating experience for people to submit prayer requests. I don't think, but 
it was, it wasn't as like, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. Like if you submit a prayer request on the website or you come to the cross after service or something, I would love to be able to guarantee that you're going to get followed up with by the person or people who are called to pray for you. Mm-hmm. If you would prefer that, if you want to remain anonymous, that's fine. But that we couldn't guarantee that there, there, there wasn't a guarantee that that part of the prayer process could happen. And so last year during factory, Week, we worked with community life and said, let's figure this out. Let's figure out how we can improve the prayer experience when people submit prayer requests um, at Grace Church to make sure that there's a human being interaction, that kind of stuff. Um, another one is we re- redesigned our website. So not just because we wanted to redesign the website, but we're like, what isn't working mm. with this version of the website and how can we improve it to make it a better experience for this version of Grace Church? So it's, I I, I love the opportunity to be able to, to do that. And um, I think I, I, this year we're really kind of harrowing in on um, inner team working. Like there's some projects yeah. where teams are kind of collaborating on things that maybe we wouldn't ever schedule or yeah. we would schedule eventually, but not now. And this year's a primary focus is what's, what are the support ministries and how, how can we, how can we be available to the teams like community life um, mm-hmm. or uh, engagement in the care center? How can we be available to help them in the things that they could use our assistance for that they normally wouldn't sure. ask? So, yeah. So that wraps up Thursday, but we're in the middle of it. And that's why I'm in such a great mood until you guys showed up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll get stuff done. It'll be good. All right. So we're in week two. We just wrapped up week two of our sermon series known. And Amy, you're here. Yep. Not just because you're one of one of many favorite Uh co-hosts, but uh, you gave the sermon this past weekend. What is the big idea? What did you want people to hear um, from God and walk away with after hearing last weekend? Um, Basically the whole series is about known and how well Jesus knows us and um, how we see that play out in our lives. And as I read the story about Jairus and his daughter um, that was dead and he was asking Jesus to come and bring healing and restore her life. um, I realized that, in order for us to even understand that we are known and loved because he knows us and still Mm -hmm. loves us um, by Jesus, we have to pursue him. We have to know and love him. I don't, I don't think you could under fully understand um, the way the Holy spirit's moving in your life and, and how known you are by him Mm -hmm. and how loved you are, unless you are pursuing relationship with him. Mm -hmm. So that ended up being my big idea. That's not where it started, but that's where it ended up. So you focus primarily on Mark five, which is also the chapter that Marin you focused on I last week. Every, and I think Tim's three, focusing on yeah. it three week. out of the four, three out yeah. of the four from Mark five. Yeah. And they're um, like all in order. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, they, like the there are events back. that yeah. happened right. One right yeah. after the other. As a matter of fact, Tim's Tim's story happens in the middle of yeah. the story, which that I, I thought told. was interesting. Cause, and we'll have to ask Tim about that right. when he's on, but Tim, Tim Ayers developed this, sermon series Mm -hmm. for the month of August. And I thought it was interesting that we went from the man with many demons to Jairus's daughter, but there's a story in the middle there that he's getting to next week. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to ask him this next week, but after rewatching your story, I watched it. I've watched it three times now. Um, or I've, 
what? Don't give yourself like props for that. You were, you were hosting. So you had Uh, to watch it twice. I chose to stay in the room and watch it. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I was. um, Don't act like you're a big shot. Adjusting right. camera irises for both services. Oh, that's right. right. But you were still the- had to watch it again today yeah, because same. sometimes when you're working, yeah, you, you don't. can't really right. focus in. I hear you. Um, because I honestly, I was just kind of focused on. He pooped his pants on the bus. Like that's all I you think. could not. Yeah. Like, honestly, it doesn't matter what my big idea was. It's not the story doesn't matter. It's just yeah. that I said someone pooped yeah. their pants on the bus. Okay. But I, I have a question. Yeah. We got, we got to crack this case because I saw crack. your notes. Stop this team. It's a family friendly show. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I saw your notes. Your notes did not say pooped. Your yeah. notes said peed. No, it said uh, puked. Puked. He puked on the bus. Oh, really? So which is it, Amy? It was pooped. Why did you say puked? <laughs> I don't know why I put puked. I must have been thinking of another story because I do know someone who puked on the, the bus. wide open. But it was somebody that I that I think somebody listening would have known who I was talking about and I didn't want to do oh. that. So I do know. Are what they kid. a friend of the pod? No, but we they might have heard my message. Name names. No. Um, <laughs> The one story was actually the the puking story was a kid that exists now. The pooping story was someone I went to school with. So I what, what I kind of witnessed, buses bus rides did I you witnessed go on? The pooping story. Okay, that's why I that was the story okay. I told. Because so. we were all very confused yeah. back in like. Oh, broadcast. sorry, I don't know why I put puking. I didn't. I never no. looked at that part of my notes, <laughs> so I don't. I didn't. I didn't even pay attention to that. I must have been had something else in my head when I was typing it out, but I knew it was the poop story that I wanted to tell. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we all got (laughs) to the bottom of that. Yep. Uh, All right. So you went, uh, so you focused in, well, my big question for Tim next week is why did we do it in this order? Because I felt like, like starting with Marin's story last week made sense. I kind of feel like we, it would have made sense for me to do Jairus after, is it Jairus or Jairus? Listen guys, listen right now. Are you ready for this? Oh, I I listened to it. Oh, it's not going to work, is it? Oh, this please. is it's riveting, riveting pod. Um, it's, I listen. It's like Iarios or something. Iarios. 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 Well, it's a, I wasn't it's a saying Greek it word. Like that. Iarios. <laughs> so I would have said Jairus, and you said Jairus. I yeah. listened to four different pronunciations. <laughs> it's like okay. Iarios. So anyways, that, and Tim would say it doesn't matter because nobody really knows how to pronounce any of the yeah. Greek or anything. It doesn't totally so. matter. But we're just probably all going to say it three different it ways. It doesn't matter. Uh, so, okay. Strong's G, 2383. Yairas. Yeah. Yairas. Shut up. <laughs> Yairas. <laughs> okay. So, uh, it would have made sense to me to do him after um, the woman. That's touching the yeah. woman that's been bleeding. Because for- the resolution of Jot. Yaros story comes after the resolution of the woman. Right. Anyways, right. I'll ask Tim next week. I, I think it's perfect well, good. because it's the order in which the events happened. And I love that. I yeah. love that he'll circle back and say, and here's why it's significant that the woman touched Jesus in the middle of the crowd. And here's how that relates to where he moves afterwards to go heal the little girl. And here's what yeah. 12 years, like it's going to be mm-hmm. fascinating, but I love the picture of um, and, and I love the idea that all of these people are coming to Jesus. They are seeking yeah. him. They're wanting whether it is. And, and that's why I thought it was significant to talk about Yairus or Jairus or Jairus or whatever his name, however you pronounce it. <laughs> 
after the demon possessed man, because yeah. here are two incredibly different men that have a different standing in society yeah. that yeah. look at themselves differently and both are desperate for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that that's what I I wish everyone around us would understand there is no one in this world that is not desperate for the healing power of Jesus. And so that I love. And then next you're going to hear here, you have a a demon possessed man, a man of uh, respect and very known in Mm -hmm. the community seeking help for his daughter, who Mm -hmm. is nothing to the community. Mm -hmm. And then a woman who is, is kind of shunned by the community and all need Jesus. Like, I think it's perfect to go in order. Do you think this story was meant to illustrate to the original readers meant to illustrate like, Hey, here's a story about a girl or here's a story about a father of a girl. I think it's both. And, and that's why when I got to the application, I shared all the bits of the story Mm -hmm. that talk about what, who we, how we need to pursue Jesus and all of those pieces. And what's interesting is I had to sandwich the writing of this message because I had a week vacation in the middle of like, usually I, we have our message done by the Wednesday, the week before I got home at two in the morning, Wednesday, the week before I spoke. And so I had done some pre planning Mm -hmm. and prep work. And then Wednesday during the day and into the evening, I dug in even deeper and the conclusion I'd written before I left, I hated. And I went to bed at one in the morning and I was like, Lord, I've got nothing. I'm done with all the Mm -hmm. expository stuff. I'm done with the intro. I hate my conclusion. I don't think it fits. I don't know, but I have nothing left. I am praying that you will give me something. And I woke up at seven in the morning and he said, trust the story, Mm. go back and trust the story, trust everything about the story. And this is what you need to say. And so that's, that's, which is interesting because my big takeaways from the story, this story is you, you start the whole thing by saying, what does it mean to be known? Yeah. And then you kind of illustrate throughout 30 minutes of what, what that means and why Jesus, how he knows the, the needs of this girl, but also Jairus. Can I say something about that before you move on? You said you didn't like your ending and, and you changed it. I didn't like my intro mm-hmm. last week. And you were like, I'm not doing one. <laughs> and I, and I cut the whole thing <laughs> yeah. out, but my intro was essentially your intro mm-hmm. of what does it mean to right. be known? And then I, I was asking the question who in your life knows you the best. And mm-hmm. I had a picture of it. What would have been my brother? Mm-hmm. I think my brother knows me better than mm-hmm. literally anyone That's on the so planet. Crazy. And I, that was I my intro. If you were going to. And I, when I looked, I was like, she didn't. But so I, I guess feel I'm good. like, I just love when I see God's hand at yep. work because God was like, let's leave that one for Amy. Mm-hmm. God rule. <laughs> yeah. 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 That your intro was almost word for word. What That's mine crazy. would have been. And God led me to cut that. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Not and, knowing. And thankfully, if you hadn't, I would have had to change my right. intro when I got back. Right. Right. Which would have, because I, the hard thing too, was I wasn't here for the first message of a series mm-hmm. and I I change and tweak things mm-hmm. the week of based on what the person has said the week before. So I probably would have freaked a little bit. Yeah. I knew it was a possibility, but I would have, I would have been like, oh, okay, now I got to change everything. Oh, I had a whole page and a half and That's, I cut it, cut all. it all. But I mean, I, all of that to say, I feel like God, God is at yeah, work. Totally. That was absolutely. Really cool. uh, the reason I bring up the, the faith thing, um, and God telling you to just trust the story is I feel like that's also what God was telling. I mean, Jesus was telling Jairus yep. in the story is like, Hey, trust me. Yeah, trust me. Don't, right. don't, don't worry about what you're worried don't about. Don't listen mm. to the messengers. 
Don't yeah. listen to it. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't worry, worry that I stopped. I, I know I stopped to, yeah. to, for this next story. The woman I stopped mm-hmm. and I keep that. I love, I keep picturing him just like, Oh my word. We're almost like I've got Jesus yeah. in my hand. Mm-hmm. We're walking toward my daughter and now we're going to stop. So but Jesus was like, trust me. It's all going to be mm-hmm. okay. Was Jairus in like, was he making a mistake by acting that way or feeling that way? Like, would that have been a bad thing for him to be like, Hey, what are we doing, man? Let's go. I got a daughter who's dead. Like, would it have been a mistake? I for think him it would have feel- been human for him to feel yeah. that way. That's but what I, yeah, but I think it's too. God's time. I mean, it's like all of us, God's timing is perfect. And yeah. he's, but we don't, we don't understand that. We can't even comprehend what timing yeah. is to him because time is, I mean, yeah. So how would you characterize his faith when he approaches Jesus compared to his faith at the end of the story? Well, his faith had to have grown because he saw, mm-hmm. he saw what Jesus did for him. I, I don't, I think the first thing was seeking out of desperation. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know where else to turn, but I I've heard, he had to have heard something. He had to have heard his teaching. He had to have known something because yeah. he came to find yeah. him. And, um, there had to be a trust there to put yourself out there and say, will you come and do yeah. this? I'm trusting that you can do this. But then his faith had to have grown leaps it, and bounds after he saw what Jesus did. It stuck out to me that like he approached him, like I need you to come now and heal because right. time is ticking. Right. Yeah. And, and I imagine Jesus being like, you don't need a healing. Right. You don't need that. Mm-hmm. What you need is a resurrection. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to blow your mind. Right. <laughs> like, I don't right. think he probably thought that, but I feel like that's the truth is like, you're coming to me for one thing, but you have no idea what you actually need. Mm-hmm. What you need is a resurrection. Right. Yep. Um, so you talked about this, a little like world behind the text stuff about why his situation with his daughter was so desperate. Mm-hmm. Um, she's possibly, probably his only daughter. She's 12 years old. And he thinks she's either dying or dead. Mm-hmm. What, what is significant about that, that maybe reading it on the page, you wouldn't necessarily understand. Well, and all credit goes to Yoda, Tim Ayers, because <laughs> he's the one, <laughs> he is the one that, I mean, his, his notes are invaluable when yeah. it comes to writing messages because he's read every commentary known to man and then, yeah. you know, um, honed it down for those of us that, might not have that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and 12 is significant. Women are, are at that point, girls are, are ready to be married. And because this man was of good standing, he was an elected official. Mm-hmm. He would have already promised her to another family. And that's what women were there for at that, yeah. at that time was to get married and have children. And so to die before that happened would have been a, a, mark on their family and probably yeah. the family of the person she was supposed to marry forever yeah. and ever. They would have said somebody in the, one of these families or multiple people have done terrible things in order for them to be punished like this by mm-hmm. her, their daughter dying before she was ever able to carry out or mm-hmm. fulfill her duty in the world. Um, so that was a significant yeah. thing. I mean, like it would have hurt yeah. multiple people for her to um, die before, before she was married. Yeah. And both last week and this week, Jesus is around or in this case, he touches a girl who people think is dead. Like he's around dead bodies. 
He touches a girl a and someone who they think is dead, which is, is a terrible. Big no, no. Oh, yeah, both. So that's and he takes her hand, and I just mm. love that. Like, so to early readers, it would have been like signaling, like this guy's different. Mm-hmm. This guy is, and he cares about everybody. Yeah, he because I would say a dead girl would be one of the least of these. A he demon has, possessed man would be one of the least of these. Like, he has no fear. He breaks the rules. Mm-hmm. He moves into situations where everyone else would have run the other way right. or at least, you know, been around mourning, mm-hmm. you know, but not, not by any means touching her, mm-hmm. grabbing her hand. Yeah. Yeah. You said the word fear. That's an interesting uh, theme in all of these stories, really like starting with him in the boat mm-hmm. at the beginning of the chapter where yeah. it's like, he's in, he's in a boat. The disciples are fearful. Right. And he's like, what, why? I'm Where's here. your faith? Right. Calms the storm, goes, calms the chaos of the uh, demon possessed man. Townspeople are fearful. Mm, right. F- handles that situation. It's like, and he says, go tell everybody that right. your faith, like that this is the, all the thing, the faithfulness of God to this. So go, go talk about this. In this situation, Jairus clearly is fearful and he's like, don't be scared. Right. There's no reason to be scared. So in all these situations, the there's a delicate tension between fear and faith that I think yeah. Jesus is trying to. Yeah. And answering the question of who is this man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even as I was, you know, developing the message that we heard last weekend, I kept going back to first John four eighteen. There is no fear in love, mm-hmm. but perfect love drives out fear. Mm-hmm. So if he is, who is this man? He is love. Yeah. God is love. And when he shows up on the scene, his love drives out fear. There is no fear. Why yeah. are you afraid of this storm? I am here. I am mm-hmm. perfect love. Why are you afraid of this guy from the tombs? Why are you afraid of this dead body? He yeah. is perfect love. And where he is, there is no fear. Right? Yeah. It's, a, it's, and Tim will probably talk about this too, but it was interesting just rereading this whole, I read, reread the whole chapter of Mark and um, the way I feel like Mark five is like, here's how you should approach Jesus. Mm. Here's how you readers should approach Jesus. You could do it like the guy who's demon possessed where he's, he's, he knows something's up and he's trembling. Yeah. Yeah. You could do it like Jairus did it, which is like desperation, Mm -hmm. but also fearful. Or you could do it like this woman who her faith is what's healed her. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I hope, I hope we get to hear more about, Mm. about that. Yeah. Um, why do you think Jesus only let three of the disciples go into the house with him? To protect her. I think that's part of it, that that he didn't want a lot of people to know that she, I mean, he, that whole end of the story is protecting her from yeah. the stigma, from all of the, and that's what I think, that's the known part of it is mm-hmm. he knows us so well and he knows what we need when we need it. And the only way though, to see that is for us to really know him. Like, I don't, I don't know outside of really pursuing relationship with him and knowing him that you could understand and comprehend looking back or in the moment, oh, he's doing this because he knows me. Mm -hmm. And, and even when we know him and love him, sometimes we're incapable of seeing Mm -hmm. that. But I think he was, he was, I don't know why he ended up even taking three. I mean, he could have done it with just mom and dad in the room, but, Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, it was definitely 
clearing the room and only yeah. taking three people was well part we of the needed witnesses to this story right and peter needed yeah. to be there yeah mom and dad were not going to hire mark to <laughs> write their gospel right. you yes, know that's true. so we we needed to know about the story right. but even that is interesting because jesus says not to tell this broadly mm-hmm. or broadcast yeah. this right but then years later years down the road right. Peter knows it's important enough to that put we it in there. record this because it answers the question of who is this man. Right. right. That part is interesting too. Cause you know, 60 words before that, he's telling the formerly demon possessed man, go tell everybody what just happened. Mm-hmm. He's telling, tell go, your family. Yeah. Go, go talk about it in the 10 towns or mm-hmm. whatever. And here he's like, don't tell anyone. Which well, also goes to show he knows, knows the, right. the delicate. For the demon possessed yeah. man, that probably would have right? vindicated him. Restored right. his right. dignity. Right. Sure. Yes. But to protect this young girl's right. dignity. He says, yeah, don't say a word. So that she wouldn't be associated with having once been dead. Right. It's really beautiful. And then he tells them to get her something to eat. eat. Get her some <laughs> Come food. On. If that of is course. not my favorite. I know. I know. Favorite thing that he has ever said and give her, her something, something to, to eat, eat. Bless people the Lord. Um, Bless him. how many people do you know with a talitha coom tattoo so many really yeah and I, I i could think of a few right now. i thought of that i was like "Ooh, that would be a good idea yeah that is but a good idea apparently a lot of people yeah <laughs> I, I never thought of it for yeah. a second so I, yeah that's, it's, it's so. a trend we both know somebody with that tattoo. we do yeah all right <laughs> you'll have um, to tell me later so I kind of feel like I feel like this is Jesus telling people, showing people he didn't just come here to save our broken bodies, even though that's what he's doing. He came to restore our faith. Like that's kind of my big, like that's, that's the thing that I'm taking away from this known series. Mm-hmm. He knew this 12 year old girl, obviously, and what was best for her, but he also knew her dad. Mm. Like he knew what her dad needed and he knew that her dad's attention for better, for worse. Like we just said, it's a human thing to be like, I'm focused on my daughter. You guy who can come heal bodies, come heal my daughter. Like his, his focus and attention was not on Jesus, the, the savior. His focus was on what Jesus could do. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it seems like, Jesus, uh, you you said, Amy, like Jesus kind of takes a sweet time, like getting there. <laughs> yeah. His, and Jairus knows like my daughter's body is shutting down mm-hmm. and every second matters. And this guy who I know can do something, not necessarily who he is, but can do something. He doesn't know the urgency of the situation. It's the situation's more important. That's my focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as I'm thinking about this, we know somebody right now who um, is in the hospital and, uh, has to have a heart procedure Mm -hmm. done. Um, and the heart procedure for whatever reason is like delayed. It's like this person had a heart attack for whatever reason, the heart procedure is not scheduled for like another three or four days. Mm -hmm. Um, which is annoying. It's not, I, I guess it's not problematic, but it's annoying that there's this delay of what, we all think is important to be healed. And so as I'm hearing is, as I'm communicating with uh, this family, I'm thinking about your message and I'm like, Jesus didn't just come to heal our bodies. He came and, and like your message last week, Marin, like Jesus came to 
if he can offer grace and love in the midst of someone's chaos and storms, Mm -hmm. he can also offer love and grace to people in the midst of their delay. Mm -hmm. And so what situations are we frustrated by that feel like it's just not on our watch. Like it's not on our timetable. It's not, everything feels Mm -hmm. delayed. And I feel like this story is like, Jesus knows you. He knows what you need. And he didn't come here just to heal bodies. He came here to heal and love and restore in the midst of your storms, in the midst of your delays, Mm -hmm. in the midst of the things that you think are more important than actually the love and grace that Jesus has to offer you. How about that? Why, why was it important for Jesus to journey with Jairus back to Mm -hmm. his daughter? He could have healed her right there with a word. Why was it important that they pushed through the crowds and actually go the distance together? What, what can we learn from that waiting? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the events that transpired in that journey back to the, and the clearing of the room and saying, she's not dead. She's asleep. Like all of that was part of the bigger picture too, of her not living with that stigma for the rest of her life. Yeah. There's just situations. I can think of situations in my life where it's like, I feel like God would think that this is important to to reconcile or fix or whatever. So why isn't he doing it? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I talked about last week, it's like, I'm, I'm focused on the thing. I'm not focused on what God could do to restore and offer grace and love to me in the midst of me waiting or well, the delay. And maybe, maybe that's the problem. Like I would say for me, well, yeah. that is, that's the problem <laughs> is that I'm not looking for him in the waiting. Yeah. I'm not always I'm looking. Saying. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uber aware and sensitive to what is the spirit doing yeah. in the midst of the waiting. And I'm just thinking right now, even about a situation in my own life mm-hmm. with my daughter and, and possibly having an injury as she gets ready to start cross country again. And mm. that's devastating for her. So my word to her, as we, if this is the case, what's going to happen in the waiting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what is, what can you, can you look for what God's doing in the yeah. midst of the waiting? And, and for myself too, just yeah. because when it's your kid, mm-hmm. as we all know, it feels, it's hard always when they're upset or sad or hurt or whatever. And I mean, I assume that's what, what Jairus was feeling too. And the, mm-hmm. the, the waiting, the waiting, trying to get to Jesus, the waiting when Jesus healed the woman, the waiting to get back to the house, the waiting, the waiting, the waiting, mm-hmm. what are we missing by not looking for where he's working in the waiting. Yeah. yeah. So that's, mm. yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Where do we go next? Tim's talking Tim's about the woman, the, yeah. the story, the sandwich story, the story in the middle of the story. I told <laughs> I was like, there was a sandwich story. No. <laughs> they had sandwiches back then. All right. Yeah. No. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Get her something to eat. Um, Would you, you heard my stomach. Growl, and then what? I mean. Tim goes back to back or. Yeah. Tim's okay. back to back. Mm-hmm. All right. So Tim will be here next week, hopefully. Yeah, I haven't seen Tim in like three weeks. <laughs> he's been he's been with his family, hanging out. Yeah, good for him. Okay, so Tim will be here, and uh, we'll count down to Barry's return. Honestly, yep. what is, are we like three weeks away? Yep, two. We're like two weeks That's away. Wild. Labor yeah. Day, right? That yeah. weekend, he's back. Yeah, so crazy stuff. Jaden came home with a giant pumpkin. Oh yeah, but it's like. It's not September it's not yet. Pumpkin season it's not pumpkin No, what, what, what am I going to do with this? We haven't finished summer yet. Jed, Put it in the fridge. Jed told Jaden to take that right back to Barry's house and feed the pigs. 
Yeah. I, I like think feed that's the pigs a good with idea. this pumpkin. Yeah. We also, I mean, we got an abundance. Give them Y'all, some food. If you need Give any produce at eat. all. <laughs> Is that how James getting paid? at all. He's getting paid in produce. Goodness gracious. Abundance. Oh, wow. This, this permaculture I mean, Barry's thing, been talking about this for years. There's going to be an abundance. My word. Yeah. It's all happening. What is it? Is it just like weird vegetables like asparagus? I think he's sending us home. <laughs> he's sending Jaden home with the stuff he knows I would use. Right. Yeah. So like super sweet tomatoes. Oh, oh yeah. That's oh my good. goodness. The, the, yeah. is it a, a zucchini, Ooh, I love but a zucchini. giant pumpkin? Oh, a watermelon. Got oh. a big old mm, watermelon, yeah. but a pumpkin. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. Yeah, we might not have needed the pumpkin. Like, Thanks, but no thanks, Barry. Not yet. Barry, in September, <laughs> when when pumpkins yeah. are appropriate to be placed on one's right. front porch, yeah. give me all the pumpkins you got. Mm-hmm. We got to finish out summer first. I, yeah. I don't want to think about pumpkins yet. <laughs> Watermelon's fine. Pumpkins, not yet. Yeah. All right, we got to wrap this up. Amy's okay. on her phone, so. No, I- <laughs> Gosh, Tyler. It's factory week. We got stuff yeah, going got on, man. Did you hear right, my right. stomach earlier? All Give right. me something to eat. Jesus is saying that. Give her something to eat. Believe God. All right. Marion, will you please send us out? Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. 